everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the GYST podcast, your favorite podcast. Sorry. Also known as Get Yo Shit Together. Wow. You know what? It's a good thing you have me here to come in and save your ass, Rohan. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so excited about our new music. <laughs> me too. What new music is that? So, ladies and gentlemen, as you heard, we have a different sound. What? Yeah. Oh, damn. Not only that, we've got a different voice. What? Yeah. Oh, damn. So, I'd like to give a special shout out to one of Kyle's really, really great friends. Yeah. Kyle. My sister. My sister, Simone. Appreciate you coming in. And recording, uh, recording a new intro, I was going to say music, but the dialogue for us killed it. If y'all are still listening, you enjoyed it as well because you made it through the intro and the dialogue to hear us again. So either you really, really love us or you also like the intro, which means we did great. Yeah. And uh, before we get started, I'd also like to give a special heartfelt shout out to number 11, Edgar Martinez. <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Forgot about that. About well time. Deserved. It was his last eligible year, right? Last eligible year, yeah. It's crazy. They waited so long. And uh, what's interesting is two of the the pitchers who made it. So Mariano Rivera was the first. Unanimous. Unanimous person, even though it should have been Ken Griffey Jr. Agreed. I'm not bitter. Um, but he even said, like, the pitch, the hitter that he liked to face the least was Edgar. Oh, really? Yeah, so you've had all the, like... She was like 11 of 610 yeah. against him. Whew. And then he was like, Edgar, you got to take me out to dinner. Because of me, you had a higher batting average. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the studio with you today, uh, myself, Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rocks here. And your man, Kyle Reed. So, back at you with episode 146. This one is going to be unique. It's three powerful questions that you are afraid to answer. And so how this came about was uh, the three of us were sitting around and trying to decide on what what to do. And we kind of had a reflective moment of the podcast and kind of, you know, some of the things that we do and and some of the benefits that we get from it. And with this episode, it's going to be me kind of interviewing Glenn and Kyle and asking them these three questions that we are afraid to answer. And mostly we're afraid to answer them because they are raw and they kind of like in the personal development world, I like to always say the more you dive into the personal development world, it's very difficult because anytime you're not happy with where you are in life, look in the mirror. It's not about blaming anyone else because that's what the majority of the population does and they're not living a successful life. Personal development is all about kicking your own balls. And that is what I'm going to help Kyle and Glenn do. Boom shakalaka. So, fellas, who would like to go first? You decide. All right. I don't have a bottle to spend, so we'll just go with Glenn. <laughs> All right, Glenn. All right. Let's do it. You have to play spin the bottle in a while. Huh? And so, uh, audience, <clears throat> the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask the first question. Glenn will you give his it answer. sound like it's a game show. <laughs> Whoever buzzes in first. Yeah. Uh, and then Kyle will go, and then I'll explain a little bit about why that's so uh, so powerful, and then we'll we'll just move forward. So with that, Glenn, a question that you need to ask yourself, ready for the answer: Where am I? 
Hmm, where am I? <sighs> Not where I want to be in life, but making steps to get there. Kind of vague, but the question is also vague. <laughs> it's designed that way. So where where are you? You said you're not where you want to be. Where are you right now? If you think back to the growing forward model in, in my seminars, you give yourself a grade for uh, your bank account and your health. Mm -hmm. Where are you right now? It doesn't necessarily have to be those two things, but really, like, where are you in life? You know, that's a very deep question that could take a long time answering. Very introspective. Um, I really don't know how to answer. Because I haven't really been looking deeply at myself the last few days, the last few weeks, even. It's more. Okay, let's just get through this month. It's been kind of a tough month. So where am I? I would say I'm in a holding pattern. Circling my objective, but not getting any closer. Because it's like there's another plane on the runway that refuses to leave. <laughs> that plane being mainly my laziness for one one not wanting to step out and just say okay I've got to cut this off and I've got to start doing this okay what about you Kyle where are you right now man that is that is a really good one I think it's a question that We should ask ourselves far more often. I would say I'm five or six years behind schedule. And what I mean by that is the things that I've recently accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, when I was younger, I expect to have accomplished these things much sooner. And when it's said, it sounds like, oh, you know, but you still have these things. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's great. But what it's really telling you is that I didn't take action soon enough. And had I done that, where would I be today? So, yeah, when I think of that question. Say it again. Ask the question again. Where am I? lost on track but not quite sure where I'm going and not quite content and as you and I have discussed I think content and complacent are two completely different things
I'm getting by comfortably. And I've allowed myself to believe that's enough. That's where I am. That's a tough question. Where am I? Because what you're doing is you're taking emotion out of it and you're looking at it. You know, what exactly have I created for myself? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? What brought me here? And like you said, you feel like you're five, six years behind schedule. So that means there was a part of you that said, okay, when I get to this age, this is where I need to be. 100%. Yeah. Years and years ago, right? Thought that. And the the problem with that that we, we all face, I, I face myself, um, is I, I have the same thing, you know. By this point, I want to I want to accomplish this, but I never wrote it down, and because I never wrote it down, it was never real. There was never really any sense of accountability. It was an idea. It was an idea. There's, rather than a destination. There's no roadmap, and that's such a powerful question. Where am I? Because most people never stop to analyze where they are in life. They're just going with the flow. It's like they're on a train. And I'm not going to say they're in a car just heading in a, in a direction because when you're in a car, you're constantly making adjustments. You're constantly saying, okay, do I need to get off at this exit? Do I need to speed up, slow down? But when you're on a train, you have no idea where you're going. You get on a train. You don't know where the next stop is. You're just going. And most people accept that they're on the train. It's autopilot. It's autopilot. And... I really like that analogy, the car. You don't even realize it. Yeah. But you're 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 making so many adjustments. Internal adjustments with music, podcasts, choice of listening or no listening, creature comforts, heated seats, cruise control. You're looking everywhere. You're you're looking staying at cars in front of you, cars behind you, staying in your lane, using your blinker, using your brakes, enough gas, <clears throat> less gas. All these all these changes you're making, these little changes that if you took that same approach to your life, oh man, oh man. And the thing Sorry, is... Sorry, I, I really like this. <laughs> no, so you're good, to, you're bad. good. <laughs> um, most people, what they do is they just go through the motions and live below their potential. Most of us go through the motions and live below our potential. Because again... Had, if, if you just write down, this is where I want to be by this date, now you've got something to work towards. And the sad news is the majority of people will spend more time planning a vacation than they do their own lives. They've got it down to the itinerary, where they're flying from, all-inclusive, not all-inclusive. They've got everything planned. But when it comes to their own life, they can't even take five minutes to really plan where they want to be in life. And that's why life becomes so cyclical is because we're not doing anything to break up that cycle. And what does that do? That leads to a life of regret, of blame, and becoming a victim. And that's just from the first question. Glenn, when I asked you the question, you kind of had a almost like a deer in the headlights kind of moment. You, you didn't know how to, how to answer that. Mm-hmm. 
and you can see how this is a, a, a painful question. Or it could be one that propels you forward into a completely different dimension. A life of proactiveness rather than reactiveness. Like you said, you're, you're circling around, but maybe the destination isn't clear. And that's a, that's a tough question. Where am I? Because what you're doing is you're taking an honest, reflective look of, you know what? All the excuses are, all the excuses are out the window. This is where I am right now. Because this is the life that I, right or wrong, have created. And I think that question as well, I, th I think we I think we all both kind of answered it in a, um, I would, I think I would say a materialistic sense. Ooh. Because we discussed where we thought we would be with achievements and with finances and with things like a house or a car or an Xbox or whatever that may be. But the question, where am I, I think also can have a spiritual answer as well. And I'm not talking about religion. Yeah. Right? Because I, I think about it in that sense now and I, and I say, where am I today spiritually in a place that I, I would not never imagine that I would be, right, with um, acceptance, I held a lot of resentment, a lot of hate, a lot of anger for my mom for a very long time. And I didn't, I didn't know when or if I would like truly get to a point where I could accept everything and be like really just okay. Um. The same thing I discussed with my boy Jason, right? That took a long time. Yeah. I didn't know that I would ever be able to get to a place that I'm at today. So I think that question, when I think about that, I don't I don't know where I would put my bar because I don't think I ever thought about where my bar should be. But now that I'm asking myself that question and to see the especially the recent progress, I'd say five to ten years um, light years beyond what I would have imagined at that point because here's the truth if you want the life that you dreamt of having as a kid mm -hmm. five years from now you within the next five years you need to do ten years worth of work oh yeah because I didn't do it the five years ago yeah and that in itself Let's you know, you got to hustle exponentially more. And what's what's interesting is you, um, for for the audience who doesn't know, Kyle is in a commission based sales job, and you work backwards when you are creating your path for the quarter. So if mm -hmm. you know, here's your goal. Now you can look back and say, okay, here's what's in my pipeline, and what you were doing is proactively designing your quarter and that's what we need to do with our own lives yeah is proactively design our lives um you you kind of touched on something real quick before we get to number two 
Um, in, in my personal development stuff that I do, I, there are four main pillars that, that I think when, when I'm working with someone really diving in deep that, that I have them grade themselves on. One is the physical body. Where are you? Uh, your spiritual connection. And again, like Kyle said, this isn't religious. It's how connected are you with yourself? How well do you know yourself? Uh, emotional intelligence is, is huge. Do you meditate? What are some of the things that you're doing to maintain your sense of self? Financial and personal. So by personal, friends, family, mm, okay. all that kind of stuff. Relationships. So, yeah. Um, all right. So mm. on to question number two. So Kyle, we'll, we'll go with you on this one and then um, Glenn will answer. So the first question, Kyle, was where am I? Mm -hmm. The second question I've got for you where do I want to be? I, I'm instinctively wanting to ask a question after that. Like a question it's, of clarification? No, like a when, what time frame, mm. right? So I'm thinking about it in that sense now, automatically. Where do I want <clears throat> to be? Wow. I think the four pillars you just mentioned are critical to addressing a question like this. But I think above any of that, um, where I want to be is a place of happiness and joy. That doesn't mean the most money doesn't mean the fastest car. It doesn't mean the biggest house. Why? Because to me, there is more to happiness than those types of things. Part of it is because a lot of it is how you view yourself. No amount of items can change your outlook on yourself. Right? So... I think that comes into the equation is how I view myself, how I perform, because how I view myself will, I think, immediately change performance in day-to-day -day life and execution. If, if I continue to view myself the way a lot of us view ourselves is to be able to do enough to get by, oh yeah, I can do that, I can do anything. You know, I can get it done and not realize what I can really excel at and exploit that. I'll never be where I want to be, so to speak. That was the question, right? You said, where do you want to where be? Where do you want to be? Where do I want to be? Yeah. I'm not thinking physically. I'm not thinking location. I want to be in a place where yes, okay, so I'll just rewind a little bit. When I think about it, I think about those things, right? Finances. Mm -hmm. At times in my life, there were instances where um I had to worry about if I had enough money for gas. 
what I was going to eat, shit like that. I never worry about that anymore. I don't even pay attention to how much gas costs when I put it in my car. I look and I'm like, oh, $3, that's cheap. Or three ninety five, that's cheap. I don't know how much it costs to fill up my damn car because I don't pay attention. I ain't rich, but I don't have to worry about how much gas I put in my car anymore, right? I want to continue to be there. Finances, not an A+, but I'm happy with where things are. And the way I feel about those things and not have to have worries or concerns about certain things like that, I think that's where I want to be. Yeah, that's a really tough one because it's so vague. It has no timeline. So give it one. So I'll say... Five years from now. I was just going to say five years. I was going to say say 10, I was going to make it a little (laughs) more short term. Five years from now, I think I would like to be... um, Wow, I would like to be in a different role professionally. So everything in my life, five years from now, I would like to be turned upside down. Professionally, financially, health, family. I want my family to grow. I no longer want to be selecting the single box on my W-2. I no longer want to have the same role that I'm in today. Um, So yeah, outside looking in those things, those are things that I desire in five years, where I want to be. So here's, okay, I'll, I'll touch on that. (laughs) (laughs) what about you Glenn Hmm. where do you want to be I want to be in a place where I'm not so tired all the time tired of not not just physically tired because physically tired I've got nothing that can really physically tire me right now other than just lack of sleep Um, I'm talking mentally tired Getting out of my head a little bit every once in a while. Um, right now, I tend to analyze things a little bit too much. Just a little. And, uh, I don't know, sometimes that can be a little bit pressing. It can weigh you down a little bit. Hmm. Finances, I'm not really worried about finances. I know no matter what I do, I'll do well. I'll succeed. And I'm taking steps right now to grow the stream that I've been thinking about doing for the last few years that I've been pushing off. Now I'm actually taking the right steps to get it done. I'm seeing a modicum of success there. (laughs) Can't just, you know, quit a job to work that all day, but it's more than I ever anticipated in the first year of actually streaming. Relationship-wise, that's the thing. I don't know. I like it. And friendship's fine. Cool. I'm talking about that deeper relationship that a, a man has with his woman. Or man. Oh, okay. 
for me, that's definitely not me. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be goofy. Um, the relationship side, well, there are times when I go, you know what? I wish I could share this with someone. There are times, man, I wish I couldn't share this with someone. You know what I mean? Um, times I feel like I I deserve it. Sometimes I feel like there's no chance that I could deserve it. Those those are moments that just go through. I don't dwell on those because those are the negative. I may have them for a day and then I let them go and they're gone for good for me. Hmm. Or until the next time I think about them. <laughs> but I don't I don't cling on to the negatives. I try not to. Thank you, Rohit. The uh, changing of my vocabulary. Because now I actually catch myself saying it now, just even to, to people in the uh, in the passing. Even when Rohit's not there catching me going, well, okay, yeah, it's not too bad today. Good. I actually so catch far. myself. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints yet. I don't say that anymore. I had to, I literally had to think of what I used to say because I don't say that anymore. How you doing, Glenn? Uh, okay, but it's still early. <laughs> That's another one I used to say. Thank you. See, I I don't even say that anymore. Because your subconscious does not know that you're joking around. So it's, it's going to set yourself up for <clears throat> mm-hmm. having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. And I could see how in the past it did. Now the bad days come when they come and I don't hold on to them. Am I where I'm at, where I want to be? No. Am I making steps to get there? Yes. Can I improve? You better believe I can. So I'm going to ask you guys this question again. Because what was interesting is this is a fantastic question. But what, what we tend to do is we tend to settle. We tend to fall into just getting by. I asked you where you wanted to be. There were no restrictions. But I did hear settling. I I don't want to worry about gas anymore. Okay, cool. Why not buy a new car every day? Why not live in a mansion? Why not not work? Why not live off just your investments? Why not have an incredible marriage with lots of little babies running around? There were no restrictions asked. But your subconscious automatically started putting restrictions and started saying, what's the minimum that I could get by with? How much harder do I have to work if my current amount of effort in life has given me these results? Can I, can I live with those? Yeah, I guess I can be happy with those. Yeah, this is what I want. But what are you doing? You're settling. There are no restrictions. Asking yourself, where do I want to be, uncovers your true passions and dreams. Kyle, you could ski all day long during the winter and golf all day in the summer. Why don't you say that? I don't believe it's realistic. 
And that is powerful in itself. Yeah. But there's no restrictions. And so what that does is that's uncovering your two, your true passions and your true dreams. And what I'm getting is your true passions and dreams are just slightly better than what you've got right now. By thinking, where do I want to be? What you're doing is you're essentially creating a roadmap for your future. If you say, this is where I want to be, now all of a sudden you've got a sense of direction. You can get off that train and into a car where you are in control of the direction that you're going in as opposed to a train where you don't know where you're going to end up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a question where the first question was a bit more reflective. And yeah, you know, I think you ask 99 out of 100 people and everyone's going to say, I'm not where I want to be. But the other one is meant to be more positive. Well, where do you want to be? You've got a blank slate. Let's create that. Without the programs that have been running you so far, without any hindrances, without settling. So, Kyle, I'm going to ask you again, where do you want to be? Oh, man. So, with that in mind, yeah, originally I answered this question in relation to where I am today. So, and as I answered, I thought, of course, I want to be on a beach sipping a Mai Tai, like jokingly, right? Um. And then my belief system kicked in and I thought, oh man, what would I have to do to be there? That sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do all that. But yeah, of course, that's silly. I fucking golf all day in the summer and ski all day in the winter. I would be... Because here's the deal. I'm a simple guy. I would be a lift up and live in the mountains in the winter and ski all the damn time. And in the summer, I work on a golf course. And golf all summer or be a river rafting instructor and eat cans of beans cans of beans cans of beans I don't know just the most simple ridiculous thing I could think of all right man um it's a magical fruit so yeah where do I okay where do I really want to be so I want to have a home with a view of the water um, want to have a bigger family, want to have a larger SUV for the bigger family so I can take children skiing, so I can take kids soccer practice. Um, yeah. Those types of things. I'm not thinking like, I think because I'm, I'm thinking when I answer this question in reality, what can I execute, Right. I don't believe I can execute never having to work again. That's outside my concept of what my reality is. So I think this question is limited by the person answering the question. And I'm limiting that right now. But if I'm honestly answering it, then yeah. Love the area that I'm at right now. I don't necessarily see myself moving family friends it's fantastic want a place with water water view bigger family yeah what about you Glenn Rocks where do you want to be 
wouldn't be in a place where I'm literally paid to play video games. Something I enjoy, right? Which I'm kind of getting there, but I mean something where it's literally replaces all need for income. And maybe, you know, two honeys on each arm. (laughs) (sighs) Nice place up in the mountains. Where I can at times be away from everyone, but also be close enough to get to others. Um, Gosh, there's so many things I, I can actually picture. Maybe write a movie script. Mm-hmm. Teach the Hollywood people how to write a movie script that doesn't involve a reboot <laughs> or a remake for once. How many times has a Star is Born been done? Three? No clue. I have no idea what that is. It's new. It's a new movie? Yeah. Was that that Lady Gaga film? <laughs> Star is Born. It's the third version of that movie. And it's the best version of that movie I hear. I'm I'm sure. I never watched it. It's still the reviews, though. Hmm. I can picture so many things, but my mind does get in the way at times. It's like, okay, well, is that something that's realistic? And after then I you know if I really actually think about that, why isn't it realistic? Why can't it be? Ooh, that's yeah. That's probably your next question, right? Why am I not there? <laughs> <laughs> why can't I be there? So that question, where do I want to be? It uncovers your true passion and dreams, and make sure that you've got a roadmap for life. And what happens is our beliefs get in the way and we start, we we go from you've got an open slate to, oh, hold on, I've got this baggage with me and I've got this baggage with me and oh, I got to bring that along too. Who you are now is not who you really are. Who you are now is all of your past thoughts and actions. You can have a completely different life tomorrow. If you're willing to let go of that, who you are now, your direct results, where am I right now, is not who you are, it's who you were. And so now, where do you want to be? It's a manifestation of who you were, you're saying. Yeah. So Kyle, let me ask you a question. Actually, no, this is for both of you. So, So one of the things that I really like, one of my mentors, Jerry Clark, said, it's harder to make $40,000 per year than it is to make $40,000 per month. Because if you're making $40,000 a year, you're really struggling. You're really hustling. You're like not in that mindset. But now let me ask you guys this one question right now. Exactly where you are right now. Exactly where you are right now. Was the life that you have now once upon a time outside of your comfort zone? Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say comfort zone, but. So if I went to like Kyle 10 years ago and said, all right, Kyle, you're, you know, here's, here's Emily, here's your job. 
Here's you on a professional podcast, 150 episodes in. Here's your life. Would you be like, oh, that that's, I don't know if I can do that. The podcast thing, yeah, absolutely. So that out of my comfort zone. The rest of it is kind of, you know, how I had to explain. I feel like I'm a little behind schedule. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I have, I had already envisioned having at some point. But yeah, there are some things where I was kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. And see, that's the thing is like, what we don't realize is we always take a look at our shortcomings, but we don't realize like yeah. what we have right now. If you go back to past Rohit and said, okay, this is going to be your life. I'd be like, well, I don't know if I could do all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of this stuff. That's way outside my comfort zone. But that's what you've got to do. It's like what, what the three of us talked about last time we were in the studio together. Average people will take a look at stuff that's outside their comfort zone. Mm. And they consider that outside of their comfort zone. Successful people will take a stuff, will take a look at stuff outside their comfort zone. And those become goals for them. Something they need to learn. Yeah. yeah. And I think even with what you guys have been doing right now, when do you think was the last time one of your friends, one of your personal friends who is not in this room right now, asked themselves, where am I in life? Where do I want to be? None of them do. But 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 just by being here, you're already setting yourself up on a trajectory that is getting you closer to the goals that you say you want to accomplish. Which leads me to question number three, final question. And Glenn, I think you get this first one, right? Or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So Glenn, I asked you the first question, where am I? I asked you the second question, where do I want to be? Now, there's a gap there between where you are and where you want to be. So the third question, how am I getting there? Mm. Well, so far I'm looking at what other people have done. I'm looking for successful people that have done this. And I'm trying to take valuable steps that they've taken and make them my own while inserting my own personality into it. Streaming is is entertainment. It's a form of entertainment for other people. And I have to bring my own entertainment brand to an audience that wants to view it. So I have to look at what they're looking at, what they like, and see if that fits who I am. If it doesn't, find a way to bring who I am to them and find uh, help them find enjoyment in it. Um, so I, that's just the preliminary steps. It's finding out how I want to brand myself. So that's one aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. What about all the R's you mentioned? Oh, gosh. I don't know if I can handle four women, but, you know. (laughs) 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 Two honeys on each arm. You ready ready for me to ask you a tough question, Glenn? Yeah. Ask me the tough question. I know a friend of mine who is interested in you. I could probably tell you who it is, too. Yes, because we've talked about it. And I know the reason you gave me. But why... Is that a hindrance? Because you've got someone who has seen enough in you to where she wants to know more about you. Mm -hmm. And it's not just someone who just saw you once and, you know, it's someone that has talked to you 
Mm-hmm. Why not step up? Because mm. I personally happen to know both of you guys enjoy going to the movies. Quite true. I guess I'm looking more for something that was, that I've had, you know. What I had was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. Well, also bringing some of the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Very long story there. Um, But yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, again, it's a little bit more complicated than just saying, you know what, I'm going to try out someone new. I've is gotta it? Have a, it is, actually. Because I've got to have not only a, a mental, emotional, but also physical attraction. And I just do not have it with that person. There's going to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Which I can do that with friends and wouldn't mind being friends with this person. But on the relationship side, no. Can I share something? Hmm? Can I share something? Yeah, share something. It sounds like... It doesn't sound like you're looking for something that you once had. It sounds like you're running from something that you once didn't like. Because what you once had, you, you don't have. And I imagine that didn't feel good. Like I said, it's a very complicated situation, but yes. It's gone. It sounds like, because I've done this as well in different aspects of my life, that you are looking for justifications to prevent yourself from a potential experience that hasn't even happened. And that's disguised by what? Perfection. Doesn't fucking exist, Glenn. Mm. Doesn't fucking exist. Mic drop. That's not what it was meant for, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, perspective helps me. I think it helps everybody. Outside looking in. Mm -hmm. When I see you answer that question, that's a little bit of what I gather. You're very near the mark. Not quite there. It's... I don't, um, yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong, so I don't necessarily want to be on the mark, but um, as long as you are satisfied with where you're at and you're not, you know, doing what a lot of us do is just trying to justify things and come up with reasons, so to speak, quote unquote reasons, right? Um, Why we're at where we're at, then, hey. It's on you, not me. No, exactly. Just like anything I do is on me, not you know. So likewise, so.
And I'm not adverse to, you know, making new friends. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But relationships take a long time to build. And for me, just like Rohit said, I've, I've spoken with this person several times. Yeah. For a long time, even at the seminar, um, I could see myself being a friend with this person, but I could not see myself being in a relationship with this person outside of friendship. I can tell you that's how I felt about a lot of the girlfriends that I've had. Uh-huh. And where are they now? It didn't work They're out. friends, right? Yeah. They're it, still friends, right? It didn't right? work out or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could, like I said, I could be friends with this person. But I did try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean I need to try with someone I wouldn't be. Glenn, you know what you're doing right now? That way. You know what you're doing right now? You're watching a movie preview and deciding not to go see the movie. Am I? Yeah. 100%. I'll agree with 100%. that. 100%. Yeah, that's fine. People do that all the time. I do that quite often. I look at the movie preview and I go, God, this is going to be a stupid movie. You know what's funny? Is when Rohit said, you both really love going to the movies, I almost jokingly said, but only one of you walks out a cynic. <laughs> I chose not to say it because it was a more serious moment. It's the moment. truth. I am, I'm definitely <laughs> a cynic when it comes to movies. So. No, that's that's very true. <laughs> I say give it a shot, but do what you want. I say give it a shot. Period. Period. <laughs> so what about you, Kyle? How are you getting there? What's the question again? Sorry. Sorry. Let me um, wipe that off. What? <laughs> so the first question, where are you right now? Okay. In your present, you said you were five to six years behind. And then I said, where do you want to be? And once you got past your subconscious programming mm-hmm. and reevaluated things, you start coming up with some pretty definitive, this is where I want to be. Yeah. How are you going to get there? Multiple streams of income from a financial perspective. Um, setting myself up to strike while the iron is hot. Take advantage of opportunities. Opportunity doesn't just knock for no reason. When opportunity knocks, you have to prepare to take advantage of opportunity. In today's market, my current income level doesn't allow me to get the home that I want. So I need to either make more money by bringing in more streams of revenue or put myself in a position to be able to strike when the market is down. A combination of the two. From a financial perspective, that's one thing. Another thing is probably continuing to eradicate some of my current belief system. I, Ellie and I have been together for a long time. We talked about getting married. It's something we seriously want to do. Hopefully she says yes one day and she ain't just bullshitting me all this time. (laughs) (laughs) But in reality... My belief system has prevented me from doing that. I created obstacles that didn't exist because I was afraid. I was insecure and I was noncommittal. I said, okay, well, I got to buy a ring. It's going to be expensive. And I'm going to figure out how to propose. Once I propose, I got to pay for a wedding. I can't afford a wedding. Oh, I can't get married. There's my out. I continue to give myself an out. 
for years and years and years and years. And I disguised it with those three things. Yeah, those are realistic obstacles, but they're not challenging obstacles. I've purchased more expensive things than a ring. I've purchased more expensive things than a wedding. So it's not that I can't do these things. I, I created them as obstacles to get in my way because truly I think I was afraid that I couldn't be the husband that she deserves or that I was afraid Afraid of commitment, for one, but I'm trying to understand why. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it potentially, I think, has a lot to do with my self-worth. Um, how I value myself and what I feel like I deserve and don't deserve. So these things, when I talk about them, it's almost like they're a pipe dream, not a future reality. So it's eradicating some of my current belief system that prevents me from achieving some of these things. Um, and also has me creating obstacles. So I have an excuse not to accomplish these things. So working on that, financially working on multiple streams of income, active and passive income both, um, And also continuing to come here because this helps me work on my spirituality. That's how I'm going to get there. So you, one of the things that you talked about was multiple streams of income, which hands down, huge fan of. That's, yeah. that's the only way you know that's your job that's the only way that that you are going to have success um on a side note i know two of your friends who are starting a marketing company in the south peter sound region who might be looking for some investors Holla. Holla. No. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> i said streams of income <laughs> yeah you get an investment opportunity <laughs> um but but some of the things that you mentioned Almost everything that you mentioned is something that requires work, requires you to, to move past where you are right now. In, in your life, we all hit certain milestones and, and we look back at these moments in our life and we're like, okay, you know, my, my life took a different direction on this day because of this or because of this. I'm going in a different direction. Both of you guys at one point or another have, have recognized the podcast as being one of those. How much of the changes that you have experienced in your life that have led you down this path to exactly where you are right now were done proactively as opposed to just reactive? Phrase that again. How many? So where you are now Mm-hmm. you recognize once upon a time was outside of your comfort zone and different decisions have led you down this path to exactly where you are right now. How much of those destiny decisions 
were done proactively by you as opposed to just reactive. So for mm. example, were you in a, in a previous job and you said, you know what, I need to, I need to leave this job and this is how I'm going to do it proactively. It's something that you design. Mm -hmm. So how much of your life right now has been designed as opposed to just along the path? Got it. So when you hit a fork in the road, mm -hmm. you recognize that there's a fork. Yeah. And so you decide to either go right or left. That to me is still reactive because you did not put the fork there. Yeah, it's an obstacle that showed up. Yeah. Mm hmm. Hmm. Um, and that's a tough question. It is. It's very tough because I, I'm, I'm thinking like material things again. Um, it's a very tough question. I would say professionally where I'm at is only like half me. Um, Financially, where I'm at is, I would say, yeah, that's tough. So, ooh, I'm and I'm now I'm trying to discern between fork in the road versus open road. Where are you going? Yeah. Um, Because I can, I can tell you this. You want multiple streams of income? Yeah. You have to fork the road all the time. Everything, you have to take a look at. How can you hustle? How yeah. can you make something new? Where, where is there an opportunity that you, you can create proactively? Because I can tell you right now, all the stuff that I'm doing, I didn't plan on it a year ago. Yeah. When, when we would talk about the podcast, did I ever talk about starting a marketing company? No, but today I had a lunch meeting and we're moving forward with that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think about having, being an executive producer of uh, Fresh in Your Life, an online community all about women pregnancies and, and being a mother, you know? But that's the kind of stuff that you need to do. And that's the kind of stuff that I want you to start thinking about. Mm -hmm is how much of your life has been reactive versus proactive. Because you got to start designing your life right now. Because I don't want to have the same conversation five years from now when you're like, I'm five years behind the road. No. Mm -hmm. I want to see that Kyle hustle to where he's... Five years ahead of the road. Five years ahead of the road. And that's going to take 20 years of work. <laughs> so, I mean, all these are tough questions. Very, very tough. And the, this last one, how are you getting there? It's a question that very few people can answer, where am I going? Or people will answer, you know, where am I? And they'll answer, where do I want to be? But this last one, how am I getting there? People don't have an answer for. It's a question that very few in life will address because it's hard and it requires work. There's no way around that. But that's where all the magic happens. 
we like to live a life of autopilot where we're not making those decisions. We like being on that train. We may not like the end result, but we would rather have someone else make the decisions for us. Why? Because if my life doesn't turn out how I want to be, I can blame you and I can blame you and I can blame you. More millionaires are created during recessions and depressions than at any other time. Why is that? Opportunity. Opportunity's there. But you got to hustle. You got to find out what's working, what's not working. With this marketing stuff that, that I'm planning, it started because there's this bookstore in Sumner, Washington, that I like going to. And I had a question, so I went to their website. Their website pointed me to Facebook. Like, I couldn't even find the answer that That's I wanted. The worst. It was a horrible mess. And I was, I was like, you know what? I can fix this. I started talking to a couple people. Um, one person who does social, social marketing. Talked to another person who knows SEO inside out. Boom, we're starting something. Like, that's, that's, that's how it goes. But most people aren't willing to do that. And they live a life of regret. By just being here today, by one of the, one of the requirements that we make to be a part of this podcast is you have to attend a, a seminar workshop. I can't even begin to tell you the relationship that I have with the two of you guys individually now compared to where it used to be. Because we're all about helping each other grow. Every time we come to the studio, we all grow. We all ask ourselves the tough questions. And audience, I can tell you right now, when this microphone is off, we ask even tougher questions about us <laughs> because we don't want to put other people on the spot or whatever, you know? But a lot of it is like, all right, kick me in the balls as hard as you can. But that's how we all grow. But people aren't willing to do that. So again, ask yourself, where am I? Don't just go through the motions and live below your potential. Don't have a life where you're just settling. Where do you want to be? Don't think about your current circumstances. Design your new circumstances. Uh, what do they say? The best way to create the future and the best way to predict the future is to create it. You got to be proactive with your life. You have to. The, the days of you just going by, going home, watching TV is over. Where do you want to be? Glenn, you want to be the top streamer? Be the top streamer. What's it going to take? It's going to take hustle. Mm -hmm. You got to do stuff that's well outside your comfort zone. And I can tell you right now, I've been seeing the stuff that you're doing on Instagram. You're hustling. Glenn's been posting stuff like live feed starting in five minutes, you know, go here or whatever. That's the kind of stuff that you need to do. You need to draw attention to yourself because what you're doing is you are hustling. You are saying, I don't like the trajectory my life is at right now. I want a different trajectory. How do I get there? And that's what these questions are designed to do is to bridge the gap. One, where'd you come from? Two, where do you want to be? Three, how are you going to get there? How are you going to fill in the gap? Kyle, you're six years behind, like you said. How are you going to bring that up? Because you got to do something completely different than what you've been doing for the past five, six years. Because what you've been doing for the past five, six years has led you to exactly where you are right now, to a reality that you say you don't even want. Because you're already outdated. For you, it's 2013 right now. <laughs> you're 2000 late. 2000? Isn't that what Fergie said in her song? Oh, I don't know. Her song 2000 <laughs> something. Um, but, but that's what this is all about. And it requires work. Hard work. So before we end this, I want to ask you guys, how was this for you? Audience, they had no idea that these questions were going to be asked. 
Um, I told them that I wanted to do it interview style. They didn't know anything else. I think you guys did a fantastic job of opening Evident up. Evident that deer in the headlights moment. So, <laughs> so what, what was this like for you? And I, okay, I want to ask you two questions. You just asked us three. I know. <laughs> We're already like an hour <laughs> an plus hour. into it. So, so the question that I want to ask you is, one, what was this exercise like for you? And two, these are all basic questions, right? Yeah. Why have you not answered them yet in your own life? Laziness. I'll just come straight out and say it. Laziness, that's why I haven't asked myself. And, you know, I have been asking myself lately, but in the past when I should have been asking myself these questions, never did. I looked at him as like, nah, I'll get to him later. And what was this experience like for you? This experience? Oh, definitely challenging. <laughs> um, it's a very positive experience for me. It's forced myself to ask myself some questions that I still need to answer, define a little bit more. It's given me a little bit more direction on where I want to go. And it's giving me new ideas on where to look so that I can reach that goal. Not just reach the goal, but exceed it. What about you, Carby? So you're taking some notes there. Yeah, man. Um, what were the questions again? I forgot now. Start the two The two you were just saying. Not Sorry, not the three. The, oh. The one, two you were just asking, Glenn. What was this experience like for you? And why did you not address these questions in your own life? Got it. That was what I was writing this down for. Um, this exercise for me was eye-opening, um, emotional, and insightful all at the same time. I think I never do it because self-assessment and self-realization is scary. Mm. Um we talk about how people can assess themselves physically, but this is everything. This is the whole kid and caboodle, man. This is your physical health, your mental health, your financial health, your spiritual health. And it's taking stock of where you are compared to where you thought you would be and understanding what you need to do to get there. And you start realizing that, you know, hey, this potential is nothing without action. So I need to take action. And I think that's what stops a lot of people, including myself, from asking these questions more often, making those adjustments like a car, right? We're on the train. Whatever the destination is, we'll get there when we're there. But we're not controlling how fast we're going. We're not controlling the route. We're not controlling anything because we're not asking ourselves these questions. We're just going. But if you're driving, you're behind the wheel, you're controlling your destination every step of the way because you're asking yourself these questions and you're readjusting. And I think the more we do these things, the less scary they'll become. But because it's unnatural, I guess, for most people, including myself, to ask these questions, it's scary. These are questions of growth. 
And that's why I like this. It's all, <clears throat> the more opportunities you give to yourself to kick yourself in the balls, the more you're going to grow. Yeah. Get and a cup. The three of us are fortunate that we've got this safe environment, even though we're talking to people all around the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, as, as strange as that sounds. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of our friends and stuff listen to this too, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, I almost forget the microphone's here sometimes because I'm just so caught up in like my relationship with you guys and helping you guys uncover and then presenting opportunities for you guys to kick me in the balls when I need it, you know, and that's how we grow. And we're fortunate. I think that we have this safe environment to, to explore that stuff. So agreed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this, this was a very long episode. Um, but ask yourself these three powerful questions. One, where am I? And what that's going to do is that's going to help you realize that your past has led you to exactly where you are right now. And if you aren't happy with that, number two, where do you want to be? Define where that is. And remember, there's no settling. There's no just getting by because there are no restrictions in that question. It's all about what you want to do. And if you start settling, now, son, that's your self-programming. That's, self that's your subconscious saying you're not as good as you could be. We know you could do 10 out of 10, but you know what? Let's just settle for four out of 10. And then lastly, how are you going to get there? First question, this is where I am. Second question, that's where I want to be. Third question, how do I get there? So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the GYC podcast. I feel really weird right now because... Without even realizing it, I just did Kyle Reed's two-minute takeaway. No, 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 no. You needed to do it anyway. I was hoping you weren't going to put it on me, actually, this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you guys very much. Um, bye. <laughs> I, I, was, I don't know what yeah. you normally do. <laughs> Thanks for listening to your favorite podcast, the GYC Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit, shit together. together. Yeah, that's really it, man. And we just rap. All right. Rohit's learning something on this episode too. Man, I'm stepped out. I'm like way step, outside my step, comfort step, zone step, right step. now. I'm like, me, 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 how do you me, close me. it out, brother? <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.